Hi, I'm Lisa Collins, and welcome to today's teaching of Real Christianity with your teacher, Mosley Collins. Each week, we try to bring you a study of God's Word that will encourage and equip you to live a life that God can bless, to live a life of real Christianity. And now, I am proud to present your brother in Christ and my husband, Mosley Collins. Thank you, darling, and welcome, my listeners, to today's edition of Real Christianity. And I'm joined in the studio by Dr. Donald Partridge. Hello, Don. Hi, Mosley. Good to be here. Thank you for joining me again. Yes. And uh, Don and I are in a series. Uh, Don, um, Dr. Don Partridge is the founder of the Institute for Family Research and Education. And uh, he and I have been in a series about how, how to help people who are going through divorce, who have been divorced, who are in uh, blended families with the goal of raising children that are healthy, that are happy, that love the Lord, and that you can't tell they've been through the horrors of divorce. Yes, and it is possible. <clears throat> and what we're going to do today is we're going to uh, work off of what we left off with in, uh, in tape number 14. This is tape number 15 of this series. Uh, in 14, we talked about my son Dustin, right. how he lived with me for five years, and in the, in the course of five years, had little to do with his mother. And how that was so wonderful for me, but and but how damaging it was to him. Yeah. And we came up with this principle, Mosley, of why it was damaging. The idea is neglect is damaging. You cannot raise a healthy child based on a negative relationship with either parent or neglect of either parent. Yeah. And this is what I did for five years is neglected. Uh, my son's relationship with his mother. I never set an environment of encouragement. Well, you had um, every reason not to want her around. I had every reason. We had <clears throat> six major parent wars, totaling about $35,000. In legal fees. In legal fees. Uh, 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 oh, and the, and the animosity that that generates, going to court and sitting there and waiting for your case to be called and then hearing the other side say terrible things about you. Oh, my gosh. Eight years. Eight years of living in that environment. So I had every reason to finally, uh, when I had my son live with me, to finally say, oh, good, I'm rid of her. I, she's out of my life. <laughs> right. You know, and, yeah. uh, and it was wonderful for me. Yet I realized, because the point of this program, this series, is, is how parent wars, how we divorce parents unknowingly damage our kids. Right. I thought... I was setting a wonderful life for my son, but, but I wasn't. Right. And we have a scriptural basis for what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about today a most amazing set of verses. Today we're going to look at John chapter 4, a very familiar set of verses. But maybe we can look at this familiar set of verses with new eyes. Yeah, exactly. And so what I'd like to do with the listener, most everybody knows this story, but just briefly, Jesus went to the town of Sychar. He was weary from a journey that he was on. He sat at a well, and there was a woman there who was a woman and a Samaritan, and Jesus asked him, asked her if she could give him water to drink. And she said, how are you being a Jew asking me, a woman and a Samaritan, for a drink of water? Because Jews don't have any dealings with, with Samaritans. And Jesus said this famous sentence, and I'll read it in John chapter 4, verse 10. He said, 
And he answered, and he said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked of him, and when he and he would have given you living water. Amazing here, this, and what I'd like to draw out of this is, is a principle. And here's the principle. Definitions drive behavior. Definitions drive behavior. If Jesus defined this woman as she defined herself, this is a woman. This is a Samaritan. And later on we learn, furthermore, she has had five husbands. She's divorced those five husbands. She's now living with a sixth. This is an immoral, improper, hedonistic, self-willed, self-indulgent woman. If he defined her as this, his behavior would have been based on that. But, but we see that he defined her differently. In that, he was willing to give her living water. He defined her as a person of value. He valued her. Right. Even though he understood the reality of her life, yes, she was a woman, yes, she was a Samaritan, yes, she had lived with, she had married and divorced five different men, and she was living with a sixth. Yet she valued that yet Jesus valued this woman and he offered her mostly living water. How strange that is. We should have a different response and behavior toward her. Everything with this woman is wrong. Yeah, everything is wrong. Everything is wrong. We should not be nice to her. It always struck me when I read that passage how I'm thinking, well, if I'm there, I'm saying, well, don't you know it's immoral to do what you're doing? That's you're, what I would say to her. You're living with someone you're not married to? Don't you know that's wrong? Don't you know God doesn't da-da-da-da-da-da-da? And you'd have all these criticisms, and she would have gone away unsaved. Yes, so Jesus is looking at the poster child of the divorce culture. <laughs> this woman is, is the poster child. She's the ex. She, yeah. She's our ex. She's our ex. She's doing all these things wrong. That's exactly he, right. He, uh, she is like the, the, the man ex, the male ex, the ex-husband is doing all these things wrong, and he's gone through all these women and... She, she, this woman is the poster child of the worst person in the world <laughs> when it comes to relationships. Right. Right? And, Name and, someone and, else. And for, and for walking God's way and for having a life you could admire and you'd like your children to see. That's right. You know, this is, this is uh, a train wreck. This woman's life is a train wreck. And what we want to do is teach everybody around us that she is a train wreck, yeah, and look why? At, yeah, yeah, look at her, especially our children. Yeah, look at your mother. Look Don't at ever your father. do what your mother's doing. Don't ever do what your father's doing. Yep. So I had a phone call the other day, and I <clears> talked <throat> to a gentleman based on this radio program, and he called me up and he said, "Doctor Partridge, I you know want these series of tapes and 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 all of this." And I said, "Well, tell me about yourself." And he says, "Well, my wife's ex." is a loathsome individual. 
<laughs> this individual is a is a evil man. He is wrong in his life. He's not acting like a parent. This individual is a worthless individual. This individual is in sin. And this individual is, and this is his wording he used, is my wife's ex is a tool of Satan. Wow. Now that that was the phone call I had. And, and through the phone call, these are the labels this man put on the, his wife's ex-spouse. Now look, let's go back to the principle I was talking about. Behavior is driven by our definitions. How we define people is how we behave. Now, how is he going to behave to the tool of Satan? How is this man going to behave? If you define someone as a tool of Satan, he is your, your sworn enemy to the death. To the death. You, you, are in, you are right to have absolute opposition against this gentleman. Whereas I was coaching him, and I'm talking to the radio audience today, to redefine your ex. And this is who your ex is. Your ex is the father or the mother of your children. Yes, which is a whole different definition. It gives a whole a tool, different attitude. Than a tool of Satan. Than an evil tool <laughs> of Satan. This is a father. This is a mother. Yeah. And furthermore... This father or mother is the, one of the major sources of health and stability to my children. Yes. And, and I had to do that, Mosley, with my ex-wife, who we went through six different parent wars, and we had just this holocaust of relationship. And to me, she was a tool of Satan. She was the worst person in the world. And therefore, my behavior was based on that. Yeah. That is really insightful because that is so true. The way we define these people, the what we see them as, the way we, we think, well, that's a, she's a tool of Satan. Well, he's a tool of Satan. Therefore, what, what is our only reasonable behavior to, to, to do toward that individual? Uh, either destroy him or at least keep him at bay. Keep him away from the Absolutely. children. Build a complete wall between us and that individual yeah. and our children and that individual. And what we're telling our audience is that's not the way to go. I was at a conference in Fort Worth, Texas. Hundreds of people were there. I was a keynote there at this conference. There was also another keynote. He was an individual that had been in ministry and, and the work of Christ for years and years. He was a neat guy. He was also in a step family. Uh, he, he, he was a gentleman who had experienced divorce, and his daughter, who was about 17, was living with him. And, he, and we were talking off stage, and he was laughing and criticizing in his laughter his ex-spouse. Right. And he called his ex-spouse, Mosley. He's the keynote speaker. <laughs> he called his ex-wife. The egg donor. Oh, wow. she's just an egg donor. She, he goes, he goes, Don, Dr. Partridge, do you know, do you know what my daughter calls her, her bio mom? I said, what? My egg donor. Yeah, dad, I'm going to go see my egg donor. Terrible. That is, and, and total approval of this gentleman Terrible. and total approval of this gentleman's wife. 
who he deemed now as the woman that as his daughter's true Real spiritual mother <laughs> because she's moral and clean. Again, definitions drive behavior. So what's this man's behavior toward his ex-wife? What's the daughter's behavior toward the ex-wife, uh, toward her mother? It's certainly not honor your mother and father that your life may be long and it may go well with you on the land of the Lord your God has given you, which is one of the Ten Commandments, number five, actually. It breaks all scripture. Yeah, it does. This woman, th- this daughter's relationship with her mother and this man's relationship with his ex-wife. Yeah, it's all wrong. This is not Jesus's opinion of your ex-wife. Oh, wow. We need to have the opinion he has, don't you think? Yes, and his opinion is that your ex, the radio listening audience's exes, are valuable to him. And to the, the help of the children. Absolutely critical, mm-hmm. paramount to the health of the children. And the best thing to do for the ex is to give the ex living water. And how would you define living water? It is going to be a refreshment of encouragement, a refreshment of hope, a refreshment of putting your tools of warfare down. We're dealing with two major principles here. Once we define the child, the child is mother and father, we've moved into the principle of acceptance and the principle of what we call benefit, which means to reach Mm -hmm. out. How can we do acceptance and benefit if we define the X as a a tool of Satan, as an evil individual? Let me show you, Don, and my audience, a very subtle version of this. And it's found in Matthew chapter 1, verse 19. And the story is that uh, it's the story of Joseph and Mary. And Joseph was engaged, and they were engaged to be married. And it turns out, oh, you're... Fiance is pregnant. Now that's a shock in our in our society. That's a shock. If you're a celibate man, if you're a virgin man, you have, you're marrying a, this celibate gal, and suddenly she's pregnant. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, in the midst of and and isn't isn't it true that an engagement is like the highest level of emotion between a man and a woman? I mean, they're engaged. I mean, everything is beautiful. The birds are singing. The sun's shining. <laughs> I, I mean, it's such a loving love. And their future is so filled with hope and things. And then she goes, and and with all with all uh, evidences, she slept with another guy. Yeah, she's pregnant. So the Bible says. Verse 19, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Okay, the Bible says Joseph, as an example of what a just man would do, did not want to make a public example of her. Your mother's got a new boyfriend. Your father. Oh, I saw, I heard he was down at the club drunk last night. Yeah. Okay. Joseph was going to be very private about this. He wasn't going to make a public example. And yet, why do we? Why do we want to tell people about the terrible things our ex did, make a public example of them? The Bible says a just person doesn't do that. No. And and furthermore, he set up uh, his ex-wife, you know, Mary, as not an example of other individuals to speak against. That's right. 
So we're encouraging ourselves and you, my listener, to be just in the eyes of God and do this in Jesus' name. I hope you're enjoying today's edition of Real Christianity with your host, attorney Mosley Collins. You can get a free copy of today's message on CD or any of Mosley's other messages by calling our office at 916-444-4444. Now let's get back to today's message. Thank you, Lisa. And we're here talking about how to relate to our ex-husbands, our ex-wives in a way that blesses and benefits our children. And we've been talking about the woman at the well in John chapter 4, how Jesus looked at her. He didn't rail against her. He didn't make a public example of her. He didn't uh, call her out on the fact that she'd been married so many times. He just wanted to give her living water. Jesus said, learn of me. Yeah. Learn of me. Mm-hmm. For I am meek and lowly of heart, mm-hmm. and you will find right. rest to your soul. Didn't she find rest to yes. her soul? And don't we want to use Christ as an example toward our ex? So here's what we want to leave, the couple of questions we want to leave. Number one, what? how would Jesus tr- treat your ex right now? What would he say to your ex based on this story of Jesus approaching a woman who had divorced five men and was living with a <laughs> sex. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, worse than yours. Probably. This is worse than your ex-wife. What would Jesus say to your ex? And secondly, what would you say to your ex? Mm-hmm. How would you behave? Yeah. We're saying all health comes through goodness. Yeah. And to f- overcome evil with good, to fight this divorce culture with different tools than our normal responses. Wow, you know, this is something that you and I have lived on because, uh, you know, we've both been divorced and now we're married again to wonderful women. And we we still have ex-wives. And we still have ex-wives. They're out there. Yes, they are. And uh, my wife has an ex-husband. Yes. And, And I noticed... You know, I just saw this in myself, that when he wasn't uh, around much, that made me happy. But yeah. that's wrong. That's wrong. And now he's more involved. And, you know, I need to, if I want to be on God's side of this issue, I need to say, good, good. I hear that my daughter last weekend went up to see her mother and stay with her mother over the weekend. My daughter's 31 years old with, with her husband and family. I rejoiced inside. Yeah. I hear about my stepkids who are now all married. They're out of the house. Right. And they're with their dad um, who lives in Arizona. I can't think of more wonderful thing. Honestly. <laughs> now, that's not how I was. But with right. the eyes of, of a redefinition right. of these parents. Right. And then the other thing I notice in my life is um, I have started to go out of my way to be kind to my ex. Now, I could list off all the terrible things that happened, but I'm not going to do that anymore, even in my mind. Yes, not even in your mind. Not even in my mind. Or because that works your definition. Yeah. And that drives behavior. And what I see when I, if I would say, oh, why don't you come over? We're having having home church on Sunday. Why don't you come join us with uh, your kids? You know, because my daughters are there. You know, my daughters are so blessed. So blessed. You can just see them like, just they're just beaming happiness when I'm nice to their mother. Beaming. 
And, you know, that is just like, that's living water to their souls. That's living water to their souls. That's right. If you are nice to your ex, if you can be nice to your ex, if you can benefit your ex, if you can smile at your ex, it will bless your children. So here's the story. Again, looking at John chapter 4 through a different eyes. Here's the creator of all good and mercy, all relationships, all morality. Here's the creator of the family meets the destroyer of all good and everything to do with morality and the family. The creator of good meets the creator of destruction. And what does he offer the woman who is the creator of destruction? Living water. Living water. Goodness. He offers her benefit. Yeah. And that is one of our principles, is that we need to benefit our exes. Not just be neutral, not just tolerate them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, your mother's coming over. Mm, I won't say anything more. Yeah. Your mother. You know, I remember a time when your mom uh, and I took you to Disneyland. Wow, she was just so happy to see you. Such a neat mom. So neat. And uh, we'll ask her if she wants to come in for uh, a bite to eat. Yes. And uh, you smile at her when she gets to the door. That will so benefit not just her, but that will so benefit your children. I hope you enjoyed today's edition of Real Christianity. This program is sponsored by the Personal Injury Law Offices of Attorney Mosley Collins. If you or a loved one have been badly injured, you need wise legal counsel. Attorney Mosley Collins has been helping injured people for over 28 years. He knows how to win your case. You can reach Attorney Mosley Collins and his legal staff by calling our office at 916-444-4444. There is never a charge until he wins your case. So just remember, dial all fours for legal help. Now here's a final word from Mosley. Thank you, Lisa. I don't want to end today's program without asking you, my listener, a very important question. Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? I'm not asking you if you go to church. I'm not asking you if you call yourself a Christian. I'm asking you, do you have a daily personal relationship with Jesus? Have you ever prayed to receive Christ as your Savior? If you haven't, or if you're not sure, call me at my office and I will take the time to pray with you and I will send you a free Bible. If you have any doubt concerning this, I hope you will call me and we will pray together for you to receive Christ and the gift of eternal life. Thank you for listening. From all of us here at Real Christianity, we pray that God will bless you and keep you and that you will live in the love of Jesus.
If you're pregnant and considering abortion, I have important news. I'm attorney Mosley Collins. Perhaps you know my phone number, 444-4444. In the past, I've spoken about personal injury accidents, but today I want to help you if you are pregnant and considering abortion. I know that's a scary spot to be in. So we've created a new organization called SaveYourBaby.org. If you call us, we have resources, medical care, housing, and more to help you save your baby. And it's all free. Many people now believe abortion is a bad choice. Even the woman who brought the original lawsuit legalizing abortion now believes she made a terrible mistake. I don't want you to make a terrible mistake. So I hope you call me at 444-4444. We will help you without charge. But in the end, it's up to you because only you can save your baby. 